To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Do we want a big country or not? That is the question that the Reserve Bank is posing, and we started the show with this. It comes as data shows there are now two job vacancies for every unemployed person in this country. The government is set to respond to the Productivities Commission on Immigration. Since Partners Economist Curtin Lease reckons if the, co- if the government essentially stepped aside, firms and households could increase our population by up to 4 million in the next 10 years. Curtin's with us now. Hi, Curtin. Uh, kia ora, Heather. Could we handle it in this country if we had three to four million people arriving in 10 years? Oh, I think three to four million over 30 years. Heather, I think you know we can handle three or four million people, but it's also the pace of growth that really matters. So once you get beyond about 2%, then yes, you start to see some of the um, costs or pain of sort of that, that rapid growth. But certainly three to four million more people would be, would be welcome. But I think Why? it's not really about a target, about a particular number that's important here. It's really about workers and firms and families that are really best positioned to think what's in their best interests. So as soon as the government kind of comes along and says, look, we really know, we know for certain what the right kind of population is for New Zealand. We know how fast we should grow. Then all of a sudden you're really taking those decisions away from people that are really well positioned to know what, what's in their best interests for not just them, but their families too. Why did you say three to four million would be welcome? There's a couple of reasons. So one on the the productive side of things, we know that immigrants bring new skills, they bring new new networks, and that's really an opportunity. You know, it's not a threat; it's something that's to, to be welcomed. That's not just me saying that. That's also the wealth of kind of evidence that we have. Uh, you can see in the Productivity Commission's kind of report and international evidence that says, look. For everyone else that's there, not just the immigrants, you expect kind of small benefits, not super large, but it's there. Yeah, so we're better off as a kind of an economy if we're a little bit larger and have the have immigrants come in and join the economy. It's not just on the productivity side; it's also when we think about kind of consumption. So thinking about what we love to go and do and the things that we enjoy in cities. So smaller cities you might not have the same kind of range of experiences that you get in large cities. So you might only get a good gig that comes to town here sort of once a year. But as you start yeah. to live in those bigger and bigger cities, you've got more opportunity to do those things in terms of going out, the restaurants, the theatre, the gigs, those kinds of things give you more opportunity. And I think we're quite quick to see when people kind of take our space or take our park, but we're not as quick to actually recognise the opportunities that come when there's more people living next to us. It feels like a conundrum, though, Curtin, because we don't have the houses or the infrastructure, and by infrastructure I mean schools and um, roading and stuff, to be able to cope with that many immigrants. But unless we bring people like that in, we actually can't build the infrastructure and the houses fast enough. So what do we do? Yeah, that's right. And I think of this this GPS or this government policy statement on sort of population growth, it's really unclear how that would work, you know. So... The domestic population New Zealanders are sort of free to leave and the pool of people internationally are free to come into New Zealand. So can we really actually restrict growth to 1% or even something that's a little bit lower than that? And I think what you're putting to is sort of politically, you kind of could say, yes, let's not have many people come to New Zealand, but we do need those groups of workers. So we do need people to build stuff. We do need nurses to kind of work in hospitals and then we need police teachers. And so all of a sudden, very hard to simply draw in a line in the sand and say we've sort of got to the optimal population, no more people, thanks. 
What do you What do you say though to Mark who texted about an hour ago and said, "Yeah, but we'll lose our culture." Well, there's a couple of things I think. You look at New Zealand; we're already super diverse in terms of the number and types of people that live here. Um, there's a question around Māori and Te Tiriti. I don't pretend to be expert on how Māori might might think about uh, immigration, um, but in terms of uh, the culture and the people that I see, I think that's to be welcomed and makes us a richer kind of society for the people that we do have here. Curtin, thanks, man. I really appreciate you talking us through that. It's Curtin Lease, who is the Sense Partners economist. Um, predicts up to 4 million people in 10 years. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.